Welcome to day 145 of the story that changes everything. Our readings for today are Nehemiah chapters 10 and 11. Here are some thoughts to guide your reading for today. The Hebrew Bible begins chapter 10 at verse 38 of the previous chapter in the English Bible, which probably is a better place to begin with, where it says, Because of all this, we are making a firm agreement in writing. The remainder of chapter 10 lists all of those who added their name to the communal renewal of covenant with God. It makes sense that Nehemiah would lead the way and include his name first. It's interesting in the text that a curse is mentioned and closely connected to the oath itself. When the oath is broken, the curse automatically comes into effect. This covenant with God is viewed as a two-sided coin. With obedience comes life, but with disobedience comes destruction a destruction that people already knew very well. The covenant highlights several stipulations that may have been specifically mentioned because they represent special challenges for the community. They could not enter foreign marriages. The issue of intermarriage is raised several times in both Ezra and Nehemiah. And again, this practice was viewed as a religious and not an ethnic issue. They must observe the Sabbath and the sabbatical year, Sabbath-keeping had historically been a primary mark of Israelite faith and practice, but this is not an easy practice for a small community in a world filled with non-Israelites. Foreign merchants arrived in Jerusalem on the Sabbath expecting to do business. The path of least resistance was for the Judeans to accommodate themselves to foreign customs for the sake of economic prosperity. They also had to care for the house of God. The first fruits and other offerings were to be regularly brought to the temple, to care for the priests and Levites, and to maintain the welfare and the practices of the temple itself. As the text says, a covenant people will not neglect the house of God. Chapter 11 picks up the repopulation of Jerusalem that left off at the end of chapter 7. Nehemiah was able to convince the leaders of the people to live in Jerusalem. Then lots were cast to see who would move back into the city, The 10% chosen viewed their selection as God's will. Their life in the city, like a tithe, was an offering given up to God. And those not selected celebrated and commended those who were going to live in the holy city. The names of the relocating leaders who settled in Jerusalem are given in verses 4 through 24. These leaders and those who accompanied them came from both religious and lay groups in about equal numbers. So not all the religious personnel came to live in Jerusalem. They seemed to take turns coming to the city to serve in the temple at different points in the year. The repopulation of Jerusalem signaled fulfillment of prophetic expectations regarding the future of God's people. The rebuilding of Jerusalem signified a move toward the Messianic era in which the Lord would be honored by every tribe and nation in this holy city. I'm fascinated with the way the Bible so often balances the transcendent and the imminent, the material and the spiritual, Certainly God and God's purposes are much bigger than a holy building, a set of laws, and a walled city. And yet God is still clearly present and at work in a holy space, in holy practices, and in a holy people. Our material things and even our holy spaces hold the possibility of becoming idolatrous, but our spirituality also can become disconnected from the realities of relational life and material obedience. One of the things I love about Ezra and Nehemiah is that these two books try to bring those two realities together. The temple, the law, and the walls can easily become just empty space, empty rituals, and meaningless stones. But when God is at work and in through them, 
They can not only be the symbols of God's presence and renewal, but they can become the instruments through which God continues to form a people. So read these texts carefully, looking for things you've never seen before. Journal your thoughts, questions, and prayers. And then look for where God is meeting you today in the everyday material things of life. Our readings for tomorrow complete the book of Nehemiah. We're reading chapters 12 and 13. I'll talk to you tomorrow.